Because it's not all behavior that needs to be rewarded. So I would like you to add that to your note. Approved behavior. Is that okay? Resulting from some event or actions. I tried to make you see this last week so that you can understand that there is a need for you to belong to one of the units in the church because that is where your performance will be proven. Amen? Because you find that Jeroboam that we used for example last week was performing in a specific place while um, King Solomon was building. Remember that? Okay. And then there was this reward that came to him because he was taken from just a mere fellow being to becoming a king. Other than being appointed at the head of the labor force and those in charges of collecting revenues for, for, for Solomon, God also brought him to become a king of, of Israel. Remember that? Okay, so that's the reward that came to him because he was diligent in his place of work. Can I hear an amen to that? Okay, now, servants, I mean, reward is basically based in service. No, you see, service and servanthood are the same thing. All right? You, you, when you begin to serve, automatically you are a servant. Am I right? Okay, and that just like we said this morning, our model of leadership is out of servant leadership. Now, the example you find in Isaiah 54, 54 here, if you look at 54, for instance, the Bible says, Behold, I've created a smite to blow the coals on the fire, and that bringeth forth an instrument for his work, created the waster to destroy. No weapon. Now, watch this. It is important because we all say this and everybody quotes it and we all have stickers on it that people buy and put in the bumpers and things like that. But listen closely. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Now watch it. This is the heritage of who? The servants of the Lord and the righteousness of me, say the Lord. Now it has to do with servants. You can lay claim to the scripture where you are not a servant. This is why though even if you have to buy the sticker, it may not work. Because the devil knows you are not serving anybody. <laughs> are you getting this? This is the heritage of the servant of the Lord. That's the most interesting thing I want you to pick there. That means if you are a servant of the Lord, you can rise up in judgment and get those who want to raise your tongues against you. It works when only you are a servant. Your ticket to implementing the scripture is your servanthood. I can equally say, when it's a heritage, it's a reward, it's a gift, it's, it's, it's an inheritance you come into. Why? Because you belong to a family who has authority. Now watch this. The man that you are serving is the one that created, the one that is blowing the coal and the fire. Did you get that now? So watch this. It means this way, if I have a dog, I can allow the dog to bite my son. Did you get that? If the dog tries, I will not only rebuke the dog, or stop the dog from doing so, my son also have the right to make the dog sit down. How many of you understand that? That in a home, when the father calls the dog puppy, the children can also call the dog puppy. 
And the dog also recognized the voice of the master and the voice of the children. Am I correct? Good. That is so say, if the smiter is the devil, and God created the smiter to do the work that he's doing, the devil can recognize the voice of God, and the devil also recognizes your voice. That is why you can speak to the devil and it will obey. Why? Because you are a servant of the Lord. Now, I didn't put that, but if you look at the book of Acts, remember the issue of the children of Sceva, seven sons of Sceva. Remember that? Okay, you see what happened? The devil simply said, Paul I know, Jesus I know, but who are you? Now, Paul and Jesus, they were servants of the Lord. So he recognized them. Did you get the picture now? Okay. Now remember the story of the elements or whatever their name is. Who was standing against Paul ministering to the king. Is that okay? And he said be blind for a season. And it was so. Why? Because he is a servant of the Lord. So folks listen to this. Whatever you need to belong to, the little you are supposed to be doing that, do it with an understanding that you are doing it unto the Lord. You are a servant of the Lord and you come to the place of inheritance where you can take authority over anything that wants to rise against you. Hallelujah. Okay. There was servant. Servant actually means, now that's the, 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 the Hebrew word, a bondage, bondman, bond, bond servant, man servant, as the case may be. Now, I simply said, every servant belongs to a master who is also responsible for the well-being of that servant. Is that true? Do you believe that? Good. So, what qualifies you to receive some attention? And I want to put a special attention from God is your service. God is giving attention to the whole world. No doubt about that. And we call that the common grace of God. I've said that here before. What is the common grace of God? The rain falls upon the just and the unjust. When the rain is falling, whether you're a believer or not, you can still plant your crops. Am I right? The sun is shining today. It doesn't mean only believers that will enjoy the sun. So it's the common grace of God, the general grace of God for all humanity. But there are specific grace that comes to the sons of God or the children of God because of their relationship. And this is one of them. Now those whose crops or whatever the rain or the sun is coming into, they are enjoying, they can get into trouble overnight and they don't have a power to overcome those troubles. But you, even if you seem to get into trouble, you have authority to overcome those troubles because you are a servant of the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, look at Isaiah 42 verse 1. The Bible said, Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my elect, and whom my soul delighted. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Now, he's talking about Jesus. Now, time permit me, I'm going to make you see this. You find that if you, by implication, I'm saying this, God is saying, if you be my servant, I'll make you have the Seven for spirit to be able to function. 
What qualified Jesus to receive the sevenfold spirit was because he is servant of the Lord. So every servant have the privilege of receiving specific gift from God to enable him function. Hallelujah. I wish somebody can understand what I'm saying this day. You talk about spirit of discernment. Uh, can't permit me of coming to that, but let me just mention it. All of those spirits we're talking about, he said, My spirit is upon him. There is never a time God picks a servant without a spirit upon that individual. Have you noticed that? Look at Bezalel. My spirit is upon him. Anytime he picks a man to make his off, he drops his spirit upon that individual. So when you commission yourself and allow yourself to be commissioned by God to do the service that he has ordained you to do, then there's a specific spirit that will come upon your life which was not there in the beginning, if you will. Why? The spirit will enable you to carry out your assignment as a servant in that capacity. Are you there? You mustn't, you must, help me Lord, you mustn't live your life to the point where you can't hear specific directions from God. If you truly be a servant of God, you must get directions. God must speak to you. You know that's one of my major emphasis. He must speak to you. He must direct you. I just gave you an example now. God responds to the thoughts of your heart. I believe in prayer. I also believe that God answers the thoughts of your heart. I was in prayer when I was making that decision I told you this morning. Before the Lord said, no, this is not what I want. I was just saying, God, if I have this money, I'm going to have this sister who is in need. And God said, no, do it this way. This is what I want. It was just my thoughts. It was not a prayer. Did you understand that? You, you find the same thing in the life of Joseph, the husband to Mary. He was just thinking, I don't need to make an abuse or an insult or whatever out of Mary because she's pregnant. I want to put her aside. And right at that moment, administration came. Don't do that. The child is of what? Of the Holy Ghost. God must give you directions if you be his servant. So one of the things that qualifies you for hearing or to hear God as you ought to hear him is to be a servant in the house of God. Come on, am I communicating now? Hallelujah. I want you to understand because to me it's very crucial. Now look at it. In that verse 17 of Isaiah 54, the Bible says, any tongue that rises against you, remember that? That you shall do what? Condemn. The tongue that condemn actually represents the picture from the court of justice. By implication, those who desire to condemn you, you shall condemn. In other words, you'll be the one to judge them. Did you get this? Watch it this way. Condemnation in this regard is this. Maybe... Oh, yeah, thank you, Lord. You see, Zachariah, when Joshua and whatever was supposed to be appointed as a priest, remember that? The Bible says the devil came and stood by his left hand side. What that really means in a court setting, as it were in those days, the person to testify against you stands on your left when you're in the dock. Did you get that? Have you seen the court procedures before? The person to be tried is asked to stand at the dock. Uh-huh. So when he said the devil stood at his right hand side, left hand side as the case may be, it is to say, well, I've come to accuse him that he need to be condemned or Joshua or the high priest as it were must not qualify to enter into it. 
That is why I have come. And the Bible said the Lord rebuke Satan as the case may be. You will also find that book of Jude. Remember that? Are you getting this now? So now, the man that stands to condemn you in the court before God, you have a right now to do what? To condemn. First Corinthians 6 verse 1 down tells us precisely that know ye not that the saint shall do what? Shall judge the world. Therefore, do you have any right? Once you are a saint, you are a servant of the Lord. The devil do not have right to condemn you. You are in a position to do what? To condemn the devil. Come on, am I talking to someone here? Now, I don't see how the man I'm supposed to be condemning is now ruling over my life. Like we find in the churches today. Every time, everywhere you go, you see the devil having a supremacy because of the projection of the devil. It simply means all the people the devil is dealing with are not really committed to the service of the Lord. And somebody was speaking to me a few days ago and said, Pastor, we're in a kind of meeting. An elderly man and he said, Pastor, but you know, the Bible talks about the Prince of Asia, the same story. I said, well, Maybe we'll find time to see that and you understand who the Prince of Persia is. Hallelujah. There is a need for you to understand who the Prince of Persia is that you think Daniel was contending with. Maybe I have to do a study on that so that you can have a revelation about it. Hallelujah. If you go to the throne, you're going to find that every nation has a prince. Every nation. And the prince of Israel was the prince of peace himself. He was the one that was showing up Unto Jesus, I mean, unto Joshua, the man whose sword was drawn. That was the prince of Israel. So find out who's the prince of Asia. What was the assignment of the prince of Asia? Why was he withdrawn? You just find out. It's not necessarily devil in that sense. <laughs> Even if it is, you have authority, you have strength, you have power to condemn that prince because you are a servant of the Lord. Am I talking to someone here? Glory to God. Okay. Let's move down just a little bit. He said, their righteousness is of me. That means, though their enemies try to pass judgment on them, he would justify and vindicate them. In that wise, they condemn their, their enemies. Their righteousness is of me. In other words, because they are my servants, they have authority, I am going to vindicate them. What that means is, hey, even if you try to accuse them before me, I'm going to vindicate them. I'm going to discharge and quit them from your accusation. And this is what Paul was writing. There remaineth no more condemnation. Come on. That's what Paul was writing about. I'm going to vindicate them. I'm going to justify them. To whom he called, he justified. To whom he justifies, he does what? He glorifies. It's God that does the calling, not man. Did you call yourself? The ones I call, even if you try to accuse them before me, I'm going to vindicate them, I'm going to justify them because their righteousness is of me. I sent my son to die for them. It's not by their righteousness. No, it's by my own righteousness. So your accusation does not hold ground. May God is saying this on your behalf. Why? Because you are a servant of the Lord. 
You see, he qualifies you to stand before God all the time. He qualifies you to, hey, come on, hear this and hear it loudly too. How many of you understand that only the servant have the access to the king? Even when the rest of the people don't have access, apart from the wife of the king, even the wife in those old times, except they are giving permission, they can approach the king. But the cup bearer is always there. Oh, come on. I wish you understand this. The cup bearer is always in the palace. The cup bearer can always speak to the king face to face. How did Nehemiah get his petition answer? Because he was the cup bearer. He took the cup to the king. And the king looked at the face. Why is your countenance down? You are not happy, Nehemiah. What's the problem? He said, how can I be happy? When the walls of Jerusalem, my home, is falling down. The city walls are falling. The temple is broken down. Oh, is that why you are just sad this way? Oh, come on. What do you want? Hallelujah. He got the answer because he was a copierer. That's the secret of service before the Lord. You get your petitions answered. You get rewards because you are a servant. So hear it again. The, the offices you are coming into or you've been appointed or functioning, they are not just mere church religious activities. Do it as unto the Lord. Are you still there with me? I want to begin to see some changes in, in our ministry, in our walk, in our church because of this present move that we have taken. Because of this which God has instructed us to do. There is a need for you to understand that now I am serving God in a different capacity. Praise the living God. Let's look at Joshua as a servant. Typical example there. Joshua as a servant of the Lord. In Joshua 10 verse 21, look at the scripture. And all the people returned to the camp to Joshua, Akada, Makeda, in peace. Nor moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. Can I hear a loud amen on that? None. <laughs> any tongue that rises against you, that I shall condemn. And when Joshua came with the people, the Bible said, No one. Man, your time is coming. Hallelujah. In being conscientious and doing what God wants you to do, no tongue shall rise against you. And any tongue that tries to rise against you, you shall condemn. It is your right. Heritage becomes a right. Glory to God. Say, no, I, I love this scripture. Say, none. Name it. Call it the devil. Call it anything you call enemies. None. Raise his voice against Joshua. The Bible said they lived in peace. No one raised his voice against Israel. No one raised his voice against Joshua. I'm going to show you some interesting thing as you progress from this. Let's look at another capacity. Israel as a servant of the Lord. That's the whole Israel now. Hallelujah. I'm going to be showing you some interesting thing. I was so excited when I was studying this out. As the Lord was making to see some principles and some things that really stirs my spirit. And say I must commit myself to the service of the Lord. Man, listen to me. No matter where you find yourself, you will come out clean. I remember somebody heard of recent when I was to, uh, when I had that accident when I was traveling. And he, and he, and he called said, I hope none of your bones were broken. I said, none of the bones of Jesus were broken. So how could my bones be broken? I belong to him. Did the Bible say so? The people went there to break his legs and they find out he was already on his way to the father. He said, they left him. Why did the bones of the remaining people were broken? So how can his bones be broken? Why we belong to him? We are the bride of Christ. He is the head, we are his body. 
I said, so my body, my bones are intact. None of my bones were broken. Let the accident come. We come out clean. Somebody said, what about the bruises? That's a mark of Christ upon my body. So devil, don't trouble me anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Paul says, so, I have the marks. What are those marks? All the pressure he went through because of the gospel. Shipwrecks. So don't trouble me anymore. I have more than enough because of the gospel. Hallelujah. Now watch this. And all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. Remember when he was able to move out. Is that okay? From Egypt. All the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that seated upon his throne, even on the firstborn of the maid servant that is behind the meal. And all the firstborn of beasts. Hey, I love this. Maid servant behind the meal. You know, somebody sent an SMS to me recently. He said, Pastor, my wife had a dream and I found that Everybody was coming to our church to grind corn. I don't know the meaning. I said, man, you're producing the right word and there's food in your church. That's what the maid servants do. Maid servants, they grind the meal to produce the bread and the bread is the word of life. So there is life in your church. And man, we keep on coming there to receive life. Are you still there? And he said, uh -huh. and all the firstborn of beasts and there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt such as there was none like it nor shall be like it anymore. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog. Hallelujah. <laughs> no tongue that rises against you. Now here in Egypt they are coming out. Not even a dog will move his tongue against man or beast. That you may know that the Lord that put, that put a difference between Egyptians and what? And Israel. Did you get this? Servants of the Lord. Not even a tongue, even dogs. And I'm going to show you how important this is to me. Oh, it's up this way. Now, watch this. That's about 600,000 people, close to a million, getting out of the city. I want you to follow this now. I remember dogs were very good pets in those days. Especially even in Egypt. They even have a god represented by the dog. So, there were dogs all over. Now, I want you to picture this in your mind. Remember, they were to move out in the night. Hallelujah. I want you to follow this now because it's very crucial. They were to move out in the night. And you know, dogs are supposed to be watching in the night. Are you there? All right. Now, commotion that will have taken place in Egypt at that night. People are carrying their luggages. And hear what the Lord is saying. Though the dogs were alive watching, none of them go back. Are you getting what I'm saying now? A time comes in your life because you are a servant of the Lord that the enemy cannot back out you. You will just be moving away. Can you see how Jesus walked? The Bible said, Jesus was in their midst though they were looking for him but they could not find him. They couldn't see him though he was in their midst. That comes in time in your life of being a servant of the Lord. Man, let me tell you the truth. The devil may be backing outside but when he comes close to you, he won't be able to back. Hear what the Bible is telling you. The dogs could not bark. Say no dog moved their tongue. Why? He created all things. And he can rebuke them because of you. Hallelujah. So like I said here. You can imagine the scene. Dogs ought to be all out in the night. 
And here was a midnight movement with commotions all over. But because they are the servants of the Lord and there was something they carry along with them, even the doors could not do what? Could not back. So it is for you who is a servant of the Lord. It is not what you say, but what you carry along with you and who you belong to. Can I hear an amen to that? It is who you belong to that determine whether the dog will bark or not. Glory to God. Are you following this? When it is said, not a dog move his tongue, it is a proverb expression denoting entire peace and what? And safety. Can you see what happened to Joshua? The Bible said they came to Makeda and they were all in peace. And there was none that moved his tongue. Man, I prophesied to you, your peace is here. Because you are a servant of the Lord. That's what I'm saying. You are not a servant of somebody else. You are a servant of the Lord. When Israel left Egypt, no dog could back. No one could speak any word to Joshua. The whole of Israel had peace. Why? Because they were servants of the Lord. Praise the living God. Are you seated? So your peace is guaranteed. Meaning the state of the servants of the Lord shall be that of peace and what? And that is your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. Get involved in the Lord, people of God. I'm telling you, there is much confusion in the world. There is much trouble in the world. But there is peace all around you. Remember what he said there? He said they will see the difference between those who serve God and those who don't serve him. God wants to make a difference. The dogs are going to be barking, but not in your territory. The dogs are going to be barking, but not in your home. The dogs are going to be barking, but not in your business. Yes, they will bark, but not in your home. That's what makes the difference. That you are a servant of the Lord. I'm standing tall, people. Oh, come on, I tell you something. I'm standing tall. <laughs> I know who he is. I'm standing tall. No dog with back, man. There's going to be peace all around. That means you're going to clothe yourself with peace all around. Please, listen. Peace and safety is becoming a garment all around you. Why? Because you are a servant of the Lord. We know the one we serve. Glory to God. Are you picking these people of God? See what Joshua said? And all the people returned to the camp to Joshua at Makeda in peace. None moved his tongue against any of the children of Israel. I want you to know the word in what? In peace. None moved his tongue. Glory to God. There's a new season for you. There's a new day for you. Sicknesses and pains and troubles, they shall disappear and they must disappear from your life. Hallelujah. Look at that. Look at this. When they went, Israel again, when they went from one nation to another, hey, hey, no, 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 they were not stable. They were moving. Come on, you shall be moving too. Hallelujah. When they move, what? Servants of the Lord I'm talking about. I'm not talking about some people because already has made a difference already between the Egyptians and the children of God. Am I right? He has already made a difference. So, yeah, when they move, the day has to do with the children of God, the servants of God, you and I. When they move from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another people, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yeah, he reproved kings for their sakes. No man is stopping you. 
No power strong enough can stop your advancement. You see, and I love this when they move from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another kingdom, from one kingdom to another people. No one. Anyone that attempted God will rebuke it. Will you stop that for my child's sake? I have a God behind me, children. Hallelujah. There is a father behind us. All we need is to be true servants of the Lord. <laughs> Glory to God. Hey, can you understand these people? He reproved kings for their sakes. Now hear this. The first place was in the issue of Sarah and, and Pharaoh. Huh? Even Abimelech. You remember the story? Abimelech? Glory to God. Aha. When, when he said, what do you think you're doing with Sarah? He said, Madam, so who told you? He said, prophet wife. It's my servant, Abraham. So send the wife back and let him pray for you. Hey, come on. Can I tell you something this morning? Any of your things stolen somewhere along the line, they will return them. It doesn't matter how. Listen, let me even tell you the truth. None of your property is stolen. They are only in the custody of some people until you are qualified to receive them. Sarah belonged to someone. Hallelujah. Abimelech could do nothing. And I always like that picture. It simply tells me everything God ordained for my life, no man can pollute it. <laughs> Did you get that? No man can. Pure clean. Sarah was still. Yet he was in the house of Abimelech for how many months, how many days? Abimelech could do nothing. God said, you will never develop interest in this woman because she's a vessel in my hand and she belongs to my son. Belongs to my servant. I'm not talking to someone here. And out of this seed, I'm going to produce the Isaac through whom the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Am I talking to someone here? Therefore, you can't pollute her with your own system of pollution. Therefore, everything that God has for you, which was going to be to the glory of the Father, is preserved and reserved. Wherever and at any time you're moving, it could be in the nations. They are out there waiting for you. Hallelujah. Look at the next thing. He suffered no man to do them wrong. Go check that up. In your own way of study. He suffered no man. You know what? He didn't allow. <laughs> oh my goodness. What about the things that are coming our way? Hmm, God just wants to try your faith and see whether you can see trust him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And there is no temptation taking you by soldier that is common to man. But in the midst of that temptation, God will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That is why you are his servant. He gives you a way of escape. You are escaping. You have escaped already. Hallelujah. Look at the next thing. Psalm 34. I just like this one as well. Praise the Lord. And they gave unto Jacob all the strength God which were in their hand and all their earrings which were in their ears and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem. And they journeyed and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob. You are free. I want you to see the trend. I want you to see the lineage. You are free. Terrorists and overwhelming feeling of fear and anxiety. When men see you, fear will grip them. Because you are a servant of the Lord. That's what I'm saying. 
<laughs> He's just wondering, but, but you see, some people can say so much, but when they see you appear, uh-uh, it's something else. And the time comes when even where your name is mentioned, people will say, no, no, don't mention that name anymore. We don't want to hear about that name. Why we don't want to hear about that name? I'll give you a story here. There was a time, around 1980, 89, 90, thereabout, I can't remember, uh, beloved brother Omole in Lagos. There was this day that this woman, now this man came to the shop of the wife. And he said, I'm looking for Reverend Omole. And he told us this is a wife's store. And the man said, yes. I mean, the woman said, yes, this is, I'm the wife. It's okay. Please, help us tell your husband. He's disturbing us so much in this territory. And the woman said, but who are you? He said, well, in case you want to know, I'll leave my complimentary card for you. Give it to him. And I will come back to see him. The woman said, it's going to be here. And the woman said, it's going to be here. Then the next day I'll say about. So, okay, I'll come back and see him. The next day, the man really walked down with his card. And when he looked at the card, he called it the Luciferian Order, West African chapter. That is what was on the card. And the man came the next day and he said, are you a mole? Say, I'm a mole. Say, please, I just want to tell you, I'm begging you. I'll be sent to tell you to leave us alone in this territory. You are disturbing us too much. You can't allow us to operate. We enter churches, we enter, but we can't enter your church. And, and aside of that, you are just disturbing the whole air. So please leave us alone. That's why I'm sent to you. And I'm only saying, but I've never met you. He say, yes, but the spirit will meet. And you are disturbing us. That's why I'm sent to you. I'm only saying, but... Who do you say you were? Say, can't you see my card? He said, but look at you. You look too dirty. God, that is a funny guy. Say, you look too dirty. Look at your shoes. Hey, mommy, please give this man some food to eat. He's hungry. He's serving a dead God. But I have a living God. Hallelujah. And the man said, I'm not interested in your story. I've told you and I'm living. And he walked into the street. Life in Lagos. And there it was not issue of fire prayer. This man just know his God. He just serve the living God. He will rebuke kings for your sake. He will rebuke authorities for your sake. He will rebuke powers for your sake. And your identity is known in the heavens. Same story. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Can you see men walking and I say, hey, you, you are disturbing us too much. Hallelujah. Man, your life is going to be a disturbance in your environmental negative spirits in the heavens. You must rise to that level. Your faith must be that as you are in an environment, you are a colossus of power. You gather so much around you that even the spirits around you are afraid of you. You may not be a thousand people. The man I'm talking about, his church is not up to 20 as at that time I'm talking about. But that is a man controlling the whole territory. It's not a mega church. It's not the issue of mega church. It's what you carry. Can I hear an amen to that? Glory to God. It's what you carry. It's not the issue of a mega church. That's the end. Okay. It's not the issue of a mega church. It's what you carry. Now, when he said the terror was upon the people, understand the presence of Jacob and his family was a trouble to those around. Glory to God. We can raise ourselves in this church. We can believe in this church. We can become a force in this environment. It's not the issue of a mega church or whatever. And I'm not talking about that. Are you against that? Not at all. But I'm talking of a church that is relevant and governmental. Spiritually. Glory to God. 
A child that is in control. A child that rules the atmosphere. A child that controls the climate. Whatever it is. By reason of you being planted in that environment, the atmosphere will recognize that somebody has showed up. Can you see why? So they're moving from cities to kingdom and nobody and terror was upon the people. Hey, I see you standing strong in the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. And there is no power so strong and powerful that will be able to stand on your way. 